All right, welcome to the Olympic Coaching Podcast. We are here uh, back and we're talking about um, possibly a controversial topic. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we're talking about caffeine and alcohol today. So Matt wanted to talk about this. I said, hey, let's go for it. And so uh, this will be a fun one today. But before we jump into this, I want to let you know here at Olympic Coaching that we're all about trying to empower every single client that we work with. Our, one of our greatest values is just adding value to you as the end user, as the end customer for us. And so all of our online coaching clients, we're always looking out for how can we empower you with knowledge? How can we empower you with uh, the best programming, the best exercise demos, and the best explanations that we can to possibly help you to better know yourself and to have the great success in your fitness journey? So... Check us out at Olympic.com or reach out to me at Caleb.Limpit on Instagram. And uh, man, let's dive into this podcast. So we're talking about whew, caffeine and alcohol. Um, what what kind of big stuff comes up? What's the controversy here? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the main thing is, I mean, pretty much everybody is going to consume one or both of these, um, most likely, if you're... If you're not one of those people, you know, maybe you don't need to listen to this, you know, go ahead and switch <laughs> it off. But, I mean, most people are going to have a cup of coffee or, you know, have a drink with friends every once in a while. Um, but I think the controversy comes in potentially um, of, like, well, what are the consequences of those? Um, we all may do that, but what's going to happen after you have caffeine or alcohol? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, caffeine... I feel like people generally use it because they, they need something to pick them up, you know. Uh, they, they feel like it helps them focus, which is true, uh, or it helps give them some kind of energy boost in some way. It sort of jazzes you up so you can uh, have enough energy to get through whatever you have coming up next. Um, and alcohol is the opposite. It helps sort of key you down, helps you wind down or slow down, or uh, in other words, let loose a little bit. Uh, and so uh, you can use them or you can also abuse them, right? And I think a lot of people think that you can't abuse caffeine. What do you think about that? I think I've done it. Um, oh, really? I think, I, think at, I think at certain times, yeah, I've uh, you know just had seasons of my life where, especially during college, it's like maybe finals week or something. It's like I'm drinking way too much coffee for my own good. Yeah. Um, especially um, during times when I didn't necessarily have it black, where I would add different like milk or sugar or things, it's a it's a dangerous game to be you know having too much caffeine and um, yeah you can really you can get to a point where you feel like you need it every day um, and you can get headaches if you like deprive yourself from that and I think for me that was one of the things that. Uh, made me realize, hey, I should probably slow down how much caffeine I'm taking in. <laughs> yeah, so. Sure, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Like, either one of them is, it's a, it's a form of a, you know, caffeine is a stimulant and alcohol is a depressant. And, like, you're in your body, like any other type of drug or any other type of stimulant or depressant, it's, uh, it gets used to it. And so our bodies are great at adapting to the things that we put into them. Um, you know, our bodies are amazing at surviving. Um, but as your body builds up a tolerance, that means you need a higher dose or you need more of it. 
in order to feel the same effect. And so that causes you to have to consume more and more. So I, I totally know what you mean. I remember uh, back in college and, you know, I was doing an all-nighter for a, a human anatomy exam. It had like this tons of information. And I just got back from a, a sports a sports tournament. Um, I played ultimate competitive ultimate frisbee in college. Uh, and uh, I had this huge test at 8 a.m. the next morning. And so I stayed up all night. I think I drank maybe close to a full pot of coffee. And uh, I was supposed to go to work after I took this test. And, uh, and so I took the test, which uh, I'm proud to say I totally aced the test. But then I called my boss afterward and I said, I can't go to work. <laughs> I had to call in sick because I felt like trash. Uh, that was the effect of the caffeine on me that day. So, I mean, like, what, what other kind of stuff could it lead to? Like, even thinking nutritionally, lifestyle, like, alcohol or caffeine, what, what have you seen or what do you think it could lead to? Yeah, I think with both of them, there's just a really easy way for them to add unnecessary calories, really hidden calories to um, to your body. So, whether that's, you know, ordering the the cappuccino with extra like some flavoring and whipped cream on top it's like you're basically having dessert um yeah. in the morning um or frappuccino yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's it's not really coffee anymore yeah. um, there's a little bit in there but you're having dessert um or even alcohol the same way it's there's can be a lot of just hidden calories in there that you may not even think about um that really could throw off your plan if you're not like thinking about it in advance um yeah, and then also just, especially with alcohol, because um, it it kind of influences your hormones in different ways, um, can help like depress your um, like your ability to tell that you're full. Um, yeah. So you may like eat more if you're consuming alcohol than you would otherwise, which um, just kind of compounds um, the problem even further. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's super true. I mean, you think about yeah, so many coffee drinks. If you're not drinking black coffee, then you're consuming calories of some kind. <laughs> um, and then alcohol, even if it's hard alcohol, so, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm not having beer, right? So I mean, it's harmless, right? Uh, not necessarily, you know, any form of alcohol, uh, it's seven calories per gram. And so even a smaller dose, you're still getting excess calories there. And this is stuff that doesn't really make you feel full. Uh, it's not going to fill you up. It's going to go into your system pretty quick. And like you said, it, it dulls your senses, alcohol specifically, uh, dulls your senses. And so you may not realize that you're full uh, and you might just feel like eating. In caffeine, uh, if, if you have a lot of sugar in it, that also hinders your appetite uh, sensations and, and your entire hormone responses there. And so you might get more munchy after having the sugary um, caffeine caffeinated beverage and so it's a vicious cycle or even with caffeine if you're, if you're staying awake for more hours into the night you're more likely to have a late night snack because you're just awake longer and so mm -hmm. if you had dinner at you know between five seven whatever and then you you had a lot of caffeine during the day you're up till midnight of course you're gonna have another snack because it's been a really long time since you ate last right yeah. you said uh you said alcohol at seven calories per gram right mm -hmm. so Compare that to like the carbohydrates, protein, and fats. What are those like for calorie content? 
Uh, protein and carbs are going to be four calories per gram, and fats is nine calories per gram. So it's it's kind of in the middle, but I mean that adds up pretty quick. Right, closer to the fat side. Yeah, which is like the highest, the most calorie dense yeah. than the carbohydrates and the protein. Yeah, so it's not nearly as filling as fat. You could have a spoon of peanut butter and get a serving of fats, or you have you know, a couple of beers or something, those go down a lot easier and you end up getting more calories overall from the alcohol beverage. Right. Well, and then after you have the beers, you're probably going to have the peanut butter too. So. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so yeah, it affects a lot of people. And like you said, it can really, uh, if you're trying to value um, your body or what you're putting in your body, you're trying to keep a, a certain shape, you're trying to stay lean, then, you know, the getting calories from your beverages is not going to help you. Um, so that's why that's even a specific tip that we try to work with our clients is like get your calories from your food, stuff that's going to fill you up instead of getting it from your beverages because those beverages aren't going to help you feel full, full very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think one of the other problems that we could see with both of these is um, some people are going to be higher, have higher sensitivities than others. Um, and so like you said, if you've, if you've, like develop that tolerance, um, you can drink more of um, either one of these, but um, if you're someone that's super sensitive, you just need to take that extra bit of awareness to, to know like, you don't, you don't wanna be super jittery at work if you're trying to focus and you don't wanna um, be super drunk and trashy on the other end either. You wanna make sure that you're aware and um, just having good choices with that. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and look, we wanna stress that like neither one of these substances is like wrong in itself. But in excess, anything can not really help your body. Uh, even the healthiest foods, if you eat too much of them, they're not going to help you reach your fitness goals. Uh, and so, like, I even think of, like, social pressures are super common, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially with alcohol. Like, you're in a social setting, a party, a gathering of some kind, and you're just, like, being handed something, you know, and you feel pressure to drink something. You feel like you want to fit in. Um, how do you deal with that? Yeah, that's a, you know, it is a tough one. Um, I think it really, this is a terrible answer, you know, not really helpful, but (laughs) it depends on the situation, right? Every situation is going to be different. Um, It depends on your culture too, like how, how your friend's culture and how like their culture of drinking is. And um, yeah, so I think if you really don't want to drink and you're with your friends or something, just, just tell them. if, if they are your friends, then they should just respect that. And, um, you know, maybe difficult may cause some tension, but um, if that's something that you really want and really value, then, um, yeah, they should understand that and respect you for that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, you know, be, because it's not, like, horrible for in small doses, you know, it's not, like, wrong to have it you know, occasionally. Like, uh, even there's plenty of people who are able to prevent chronic disease and not having just like one drink a day, you know, but if you, the leaner you want to be, the less you can have really, mm-hmm. um, or the healthier you want to be, or the better you want to perform, the less you can have. Um, with caffeine on the flip side, like that's always been used as like, it's one of the only legal performance enhancing substances, you know, out there because it, it helps you be more dialed in and more focused and it also gives you a little boost of energy, but also has a side effect of both of these, alcohol and caffeine, are diuretics. Make you have to use the bathroom. Uh, and so there's a risk of dehydration there when it comes to performance and stuff. Uh, so you do have to factor that in. Uh, but like you said, there definitely are 
like responders, non-responders. Um, I think of definitely with caffeine, you some people are affected by it significantly more than others. Mm-hmm. Some people can drink a cup of coffee before bed and still fall asleep, which is to me that's shocking. You know, <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a minute here um, of why that's still not that may not be beneficial for you, no matter what kind of response you are. Uh, but with alcohol, your tolerance, you know, if you if you've had a lot of it, you might have a higher tolerance. But generally, people with a leaner body composition are going to be more sensitive to alcohol than people with a less lean body composition. Right, and that's also just going to depend on your gender, how much food you've had, mm-hmm. um, all kind, of, how hydrated you are. Yeah, all different things too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so. I mean, those are things you have to consider. Like, what are your goals? And, you know, are these drinks or anything, is that actually going to help you or is that going to hinder you? Um, And specifically on the dehydration side of things, like, I'll say hydrate to feel great, you know? Um, Everybody needs at least two liters of water to maintain normal body processes. And if you're taking away from that, from your other drinks that are going to make you have to lose some of that water because it's a diuretic, then you're going to end up needing to compensate for that to drink some more uh, water out of that. And so, and if you're doing other activity and losing more body water from the activity you're doing and sweating and you're in a hot climate, like we're in a warm room right now, in the middle of India. <laughs> and so it's warm. Uh, but uh, so if I'm dehydrated from having a few cups of coffee um, because I was drinking coffee instead of having water, then I'm just perpetually dehydrated all day long. And if I get a headache or if I am feeling a little bit extra tired, um, it might be because I'm dehydrated, not because I need some more caffeine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, I think that's happened to me before. I think, oh, I'm tired. I need another cup of coffee. And that's like the exact opposite of what I really need. But, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes it's still just nice to have that next cup in the afternoon or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit um, about sleep, though. Okay. So, believe it or not, both your both alcohol and caffeine affect your sleep. And so, I think this is something that kind of you know people can generally understand that caffeine affects your sleep, but a lot of people don't understand that alcohol also affects your sleep. So, before we dive into that, like, why is why is sleep important? Like, why do we need to care about our sleep? Right. Well, I mean, that's when our body is able to just reset, recover. Um, it's when, if we're working out, if we're tearing down muscles, that's really where our body is going to be able to rebuild. Um, also, for men, that's when most of our testosterone production is, is when we sleep. And um, testosterone is really important just to be able to build muscle, to be able to um, stay healthy as a man. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of other benefits too. I'm sure you probably... Um, get elaborate on some of them. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're consistently getting, you know, six hours or less per night on a regular basis, then that is basically a carcinogenic. That's a fancy word for saying it causes cancer. Um, and that's been studied and, I mean, that's, like, thoroughly supported. That, like, a chronic lack of sleep or inconsistent sleep um, really is detrimental to your health. You're at a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, stroke, uh, cancers and also just like generally feeling awful. <laughs> uh, you're just not functioning right. Like you're, you feel like you're in a cloud, you're in a fog all day long. And so, um, so sleep's super important and you want to be pushing towards, you know, 
depending on your age or um, the de- physical demands in your life, if you, like if you're super active or if you're less active, you're going to need, uh, you might need more or less sleep. So seven to nine hours is kind of a general window that fits most people. Uh, for young adolescents who are still maturing physically, they might need up to 10 hours. Um, and so if you think of that seven to nine window, um, if there's things that are going to disrupt your sleep, you're not going to get into a, a, a quality kind of sleep. It's not going to be restful. You're going to be tossing and turning. You may not even be conscious of it. You're just kind of like in this state of, you know, you're not getting into a deep sleep. It's not a super restful, restorative sleep like you, like you mentioned. So that, that is a time that our body gets to reset. It's a time that our body uh, gets to recover, rebuild. Um, this is where most of that um, tissue repair happens is when you're sleeping. It doesn't happen when you're awake. And so it's, it's incredibly important. Um, let's talk about caffeine first. So caffeine, uh, how long is it in our system and how does it affect our sleep? Do you know? Um, I forget the exact number of hours the half-life is, but I know that like, every time I hear it, I, I realize that it sticks around in our system a lot longer than I would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a six hour half-life. And so, if that's half, <laughs> that means it's, it's it's in your system for at least twelve hours. And so, like, uh, that's what's crazy is that if it's in your system for twelve hours, then that means if you want to go to sleep and get it to you know have a better chance of getting into a deeper sleep sooner, then you basically need to go backwards from when you want to be in bed and stop. You know, we'll go backwards 12 hours and then cut off the caffeine from then. Mm-hmm. And so if I want to be in bed at 10 o'clock at night, then I got to cut it off at 10 a.m., which is hard to do some days. Yeah, I think uh, every time I hear that set, I think about, like, the afternoon cup of coffee I had, and I'm like, oh, man. That's, <laughs> <laughs> didn't You know, I always forget, like, yeah. okay, six hours for half of it, and then another six for, you know, it's like, golly, that's, it just sticks around for a lot longer than I think any of us would really think about because we're not necessarily going to feel like the that high energy um, mm-hmm. buzz from caffeine like 8 to 10 hours later, but there is still caffeine in our bodies. Yeah, so whether you're a uh, sensitive responder or a non-responder, that caffeine is still in your system. And so whether you really feel like you're jazzed up or not, like that's still going to mess with your sleep. So if you're having coffee in the afternoon or late in the day, it's still going to affect you, uh, which is super humbling. Like, I love coffee. I mean, I'm uh, at least a two cup a day kind of guy. I'll wake up, I'll have my first cup. I'm like, ah, yes, the day's starting right. And then uh, oftentimes a couple hours later, I'll have my second cup. I'm like, yep, that's still so right. That's so good. It's helping me get going. Uh, even if I'm fully rested, it's just like something that my family culture's had my whole life, my dad. I always remember uh, my, my dad having a cup of coffee with him, you know, in the morning. And because uh, he worked super early, he would get up super early, you know, and coffee was just part of family culture. But, and so it's like, tastes good. And it's also, you know, like nostalgia for me a little bit every time I have a cup of coffee. Uh, but I have noticed as I, as I learned these facts about how, how long it's in your system, I actually can make a noticeable difference of like how easy it is to stay up late and get to bed later, like by quote unquote accident, (laughs) 
uh, whenever I have a cup of coffee in the afternoon. It might help me focus and get stuff done in the afternoon, but then it, it essentially wrecks my next day because I'm not able to sleep as good that night because I end up not getting to sleep as easy or staying up later, and then my next day is a little bit off. I'm more tired, so I'm like more dependent on uh, caffeine, which is kind of a vicious cycle. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think a lot of people understand caffeine. Like, it gives you that burst of energy, so it's going to be tough to sleep. Even even if you can, if you are one of those people that can go to bed right after, it's still, you can tell the difference. Um, but alcohol seems to be, like, a little bit less, um, like, you don't think about that as much about affecting your sleep. And I've even heard some people say that it helps them sleep. Um, mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, alcohol is in your system for, you know, its half-life is around four to six hours. And so that means it's actually pretty similar to caffeine. Um, it might be a little bit less. It's going to be eight to 12 hours before your body is able to clear that out. Um, and so uh, that ends up affecting your sleep, especially if you're having drinks in the evening. Uh, because what happens is like, yes, it is a depressant. It does help you relax. It dulls your senses and your nerves. And so it might, you might fall asleep easier. But sleep studies have found that you actually don't get into as deep of a sleep whenever you have alcohol in your system. And so the, the sleep cycles don't look the same. Um, when you want to be you know, in and out of REM cycles, you want to be getting into the, the sleep cycle that has all their different stages. You're not really getting into those deeper stages until much later uh, whenever there's alcohol in your system. And so that means you're going to wake up less rested. You're going to wake up and it's going to be hard to get out of bed. It's not just from a hangover because you drank too much. Even if you only had one drink, it can affect your sleep, the depth of your sleep. So it might help you fall asleep, but you might consider like, okay, if you feel like uh, you're dependent on alcohol to help you relax or wind down in the evening, is there other things in your evening routine that's stimulating you like screens, TV shows, or uh, other things that are keeping you awake and active? so if, if you remove those things, would it help you relax and sort of wind down, you know, like you have nothing else to do but go to sleep rather than having a drink to try to relax and wind down. Um, and so that, that's something that has been sort of profound to learn is like, oh man, like my, I'm, I'm affecting my sleep if I choose to have a drink. And that doesn't mean you should never have one, you know, that's, that's, that's your choice. It's your choice whether you have one or not, you know, and especially if it's a social, social gathering, you choose to have one, uh, that's totally up to you. But just understanding that there is a cost to that. It's not just dehydration, and it's not just about the depth of the sleep, you know, because it is a diuretic, if you had that right before bed, um, you might end up having to go to the bathroom a couple of times in the middle of the night, which messes with your sleep. Um, and so these are just kind of the costs we have to consider with caffeine and alcohol, and so they're not wrong in and of themselves, but they can have effects to your judgment. They can have effects uh, to your body. And we wanted to inform you guys, like nutritionally, how does that affect you, um, especially with your recovery, your sleep, uh, how it can affect you. And if you're going around just not having the right kind of rest and recovery, it's harder to make the decisions that you want to make. Whenever you're tired um, and not functioning at your best, you tend to make decisions that are more convenient and easier, which often end up being the more highly processed foods that really aren't good for your body either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. 
there's some there's some things to consider with coffee caffeine and alcohol i'm still going to be a coffee drinker like guarantee it i'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and i'm going to have a cup of coffee <laughs> but i'll definitely double you know double check and you know if i have anything afternoon or have any kind of drinks or anything in the evenings or whatever um it's definitely something that we all need to consider uh, in the scope of the big picture um it's not wrong to have any one thing but if you know it's going to take away from who we want to be as far as sleep recovery how we want to function or perform then consider you know what could be decreased or even cut out if we if we want to keep progressing who we want to be right yeah i think that's uh well said i have nothing to add <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes i get on these long long soapboxes on this but man it, it's awesome getting to be on the podcast with you man and uh it's fun. Like we, it's fun getting to do this together. And uh, if you guys love this podcast, if you guys like hearing this, give us a like on YouTube, comment, share it with friends. If you're listening on uh, podcasts, especially on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating and give us a review and share this with others. We want this word to go out so that it can empower others to ultimately help people choose to live better lives because they're empowered with the information to help them do that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.